on streamer. Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, returning guest, Roberta Glass of the True Crime Report. You can go check out her excellent reporting at her YouTube channel. She also has a Facebook page. But we talked about the UK case of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, that defamation case, which was resolved in late 2020. So you can go back in my old archives. I'll probably try to repost it, actually. But you can go back, us talking about this really fascinating decision. Roberta remembered the judge's name. It was Nickel. So I think that's an important tie into the current discussion we're going to have today, which is the Depp Amber Heard defamation civil action. Uh, I've kind of followed it a little bit, but I think that Roberta's watched it much more than I have. So she has a lot to say about it. But um, the best place to listen to all my stuff really is on my podcast. So if people can go to iTunes, YouTube does not have all of my uh, material. I also do a lot of shows where I'm the guest and I put those up on my podcast, William Ramsey Investigates. So if you want the full encyclopedia or the you know the full corpus of all my uh, interviews please go there and if you like the show please go and give me a five-star review on itunes i'd appreciate it and uh but i'm delighted to have roberta so roberta welcome back to the show i think you're almost reaching like 30 shows so i hope so how many shows have you done uh total i think total it's it's close to 600 i've I've published some of other people's stuff but i think the ones where I've done the talking on somebody else's or have had guests, I'm close to 600. So I've done a lot. You've done some really incredible um, interviews, just like Thanks. Paul Morantz. I mean, who has a, like a, that, you know, like an incredible whole history of Synanon and and yeah. uh, his his life is so interesting. So many great interviews. So Thanks. I would definitely encourage people to go check out your archive. I'm coming up on my 200th episode. <laughs> so, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. So I know it's how lot. it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, I know how much work it is to put them together. It's been interesting. You know, I kind of was started slow. I think I started doing interviews. One of my first interviews was uh 2016, 2017. I actually just posted one of our earliest interviews. If not our earliest one was 2018. Next year, although we knew each other before we started talking about your yeah. time. But uh yeah, so that one I just published. It was the Nexium Paul uh, Ranieri West Memphis three one. So people can check that out too. So I, I've been reposting and putting more content up uh, more recently. But uh, yeah, so I've been so, staying busy. So this is just the most. Can we get into the yes. Johnny Depp? I mean, Absolutely. this is just. I have not seen a PR campaign like this since the West Memphis three right around their release. I mean, just, it's just the media is wallpapered with wall to wall. We love Johnny Depp, Amber Heard lies. Uh, she got caught in a lie, this blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just pretty much everything, but one op-ed in the New York post, which is now being called by Depp fans as the Murdoch <laughs> rag, meaning wow. that it's so right wing. So of course they wouldn't love Johnny Depp. And it just seems like everybody is rallying behind Johnny Depp, which I think was partially the point of this trial. Uh, it, I know we talked a little bit about the Hollywood Reporter front cover story, which just 
described an imploding Johnny Depp, unhirable, completely out of control uh, with his behavior, with his drugs and drink. And the Amber Heard was stuff, the abuse. I don't even want to call them allegations because they've been proved in the UK. I mean, there are allegations here, but the UK, it's a it's a fact now that you can call him a wife beater. We don't have to worry about being sued. Uh, I think I think we may be the only two people that have actually read that decision uh, that are talking about this. Right. <laughs> this trial. I never heard anybody else address that or talk about it because I think it's a different approach, right? A different fact finding approach by a judge there. So I, I don't find it all that different. But I mean, you know, you turn on Law and Crime to watch the feed. And immediately all the bots are there. We love Johnny with like lots of hearts and emojis. And it's just like, it's spinning. So like the comments are, are just papered with stuff and, and weird stuff. Like they seem to have latched on to the Hillary Clinton lock her up stuff with Amber Heard. This is a civil trial. Nobody's getting locked up, guys. I hate to tell you, Johnny Depp fans. And then the trial itself, we have these middle-aged women and, and younger that are there, one with her alpaca. I, I thought a sheep would be a more appropriate animal to bring to the courtroom. But they're all there. Like, they've never grown out of their so, sort of like their teen beat <laughs> uh, magazine hero worship. They still think Johnny Depp is going to see them at the trial and maybe want to marry them or something. I mean, they're still like have this kind of childhood crush. And it made me think, you know, Johnny Depp is almost six. He's very close to 60. He's 58, we, right. Right. We, he turns 59 in June. We've grown up with him. We don't know Amber Heard as Americans. And I think that part of this is PR, but part of this is a real need to keep this myth that our one of our most beloved actors isn't a, a wife beater. And I think that's some of the hype around the trial. That's not PR, the little bit that's not PR created, but it, it really reminds me so much of the West Memphis Three playbook and just paper the media, make people who don't, who maybe are a little skeptical or who don't agree with your pro-dep, or I don't know, I don't even want to call it pro-dep. I mean, it's not personal. I mean, I like Johnny Depp as an actor, um, but that has nothing to do with how he conducts his his private affairs <laughs> for me. I, I, I did. Right. We just need this myth to stay alive somehow after all these disappointments. And, and then I think that there's a, a bunch of men glomming onto this that are just very angry at women right now and angry at the Me Too movement. And, and for some some right rightful reason, some not so, you know, just angry just very angry and this seems to be an outlet for their rage so good point i do i do there's getting a lot of coverage right so this you know there's a lot of commentary on the corporate media and alternate sites are really talking i i think they're really interested in this it's like a volcanic dumpster dumpster fire too of inside information do you kind of get that feeling too of what you've seen so far it's basically what we saw in the uk decision. A lot of the same cast of characters, a lot of the same witnesses, and a lot of the same evidence, the same stuff is coming up with a little bit extra, but it's more of the same, you know? Um, I, I've not been surprised. What I was surprised 
by was they had one of his, you know, he's very generous. And, and, and now we're seeing Depp's case is still being presented. And so what we see is a bunch of very coached witnesses, in my opinion, obviously, who are just very much want to get the message out that Amber Heard is a liar. They answer, they go off on their own tangents, not answering the questions that have been asked to them, uh, putting in their own narrative. And it, it just, it's very odd. It's a very weird trial. And it made me think of what you're t- you talk about, which is that trials shouldn't be broadcast. And I would say for this trial, I don't know about all trials, but for this trial, it should absolutely not have been broadcast. This is a circus. It's a circus. Right? I don't think anybody's learning anything about the justice system if everybody's still writing Locker up before every day of court. Right. I don't think they even get what, what's going on. And the media feeds it. The media feeds feeds the circus atmosphere. They're looking for the nuggets. They're looking for all the statements or funny things. So. I, and it's really, I think it's the usually the court's discretion whether to have uh, video or not. So the judge can make that decision. And some right. judges wisely just like, I'm not promoting this, but. That was not a wise decision by this female judge, um, Penny, I'm for, forgetting her last name um, right now. But it, I just didn't think it was a, a wise decision at all. And so he has this hanger on her. So like, it seemed like. Johnny Depp's generosity was on trial and everybody was giving testimony about how Johnny Depp put them up and hired it, you know, what they lived in his big palatial houses. And this one guy is this older painter, heavy New York accent. And the Depp fans just went wild for him because he was, it's like in a very American thing to be, be real and regular in a very hoity-toity type atmosphere and everybody sort of fell in love with that but I didn't think he was all that a great a witness uh, um he's certainly beholden to Johnny Depp and he admitted that it, it seems like he was to me to my mind it looked like he was the drug runner and then you look at his artwork on Instagram and it's absolutely like right out of uh Podesta worse than Podesta oh, I would wow. say like that level creepy and what was his? What was the, the artist's name? Himself. Oh, is his first up. name? I just look up like his. Uh, I can't remember that Johnny witness's name. Depp's Depp, Art, artist friend who testified. Yeah, um, and the artwork is really, really, really creepy. So, and his sister testified, and they showed a text Isaac Baruch. Is it Isaac yes, Baruch? Mm-hmm, I believe so. Yeah, check out his artwork. is so weird. Um, his sister testified and they, sh- and Hurt's lawyer was cross-examining her and, and showed her this text that said something, this is not a, a direct quote, but like, stop Coke, stop pills, <laughs> stop drinking. And, 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 and she was saying, well, I wasn't concerned about his drinking. Uh, I don't know the context of that text. I'm like, does that text need context? To stop drinking, stop coke, stop taking pills. Does that need some context? Is there some secret message in that? Is that some kind of pig Latin for something else? It's so, I mean, just, I I thought none of uh, his witnesses really stood up very well to cross-examination. And we'll get into talking about Depp's cross-examination. Let me see if I can, actually, I think I might have it. I might be able to email it to you. Okay, if you can send me that thing. Yeah. 
hit her sister. They asked her sister to make a statement too. They interviewed her, right? The Depp's Depp's attorneys, right? Was Amber what do you Heard, mean? Was, wasn't Amber Heard's sister on? The yes, phone? not uh, not yet. Not okay, so not yet. It was Johnny Depp's sister was on, but I'm sure oh, that was it, she right. was mentioned. Um, but as far as I know, she hasn't been on the stand. But like I said, I have not been glued to every minute of this trial. Um, I was glued to the cross-examination. I thought that was the most absolutely most fascinating part. And I was glued to a lot of the beginning of it. And um, and uh, I, I, it's just about the, his cross-examination or mm -hmm. the beginning yeah, what, his what cross-examination well first of all he get I, I watched his direct where he's talking about so his mother who he had a tattoo of and i follow you know like any person in america i've read some articles interviews and it's always his mother was always talked about in these exalted ways how wonderful she was and a single mother and a strong mother and and here's my tattoo, my O-turn. And when these allegations came out, one of his defenses was, I'm a Southern gentleman and my mother taught me well <laughs> how to treat women. And now the new thing on the stand is my mother beat us all up and his sister gave the same testimony. And she was a really, um, she could be really violent and nasty. And we all made vows that we'd never do that. That may be true that you made that vow, Johnny Depp is a sober Johnny Depp, but there seems to be this other side of him that he calls the monster that comes out when he's, I mean, he gets, I mean, this is such another level of messed up, you know, I mean, like get the drunkest and highest you've ever been and multiply it by 10. And you've got Johnny Depp, you've got finger cutting up, writing messages, obscene messages. And just the way he talks about Amber Heard, he calls her like the C word and let's burn her corpse and to his friends and just nasty to her face, nasty behind her back. Just it just seems to be a seething pit of rage and anger. And he certainly his heroes are not the best heroes for a Southern gentleman, Hunter S. Thompson. Right. <laughs> he's he's um, keeping after Hunter S. Thompson's behavior. I mean, all that stuff, just a total garbage head. All kinds of drugs at once. Which is great if you can keep your career at a at its peak. It's very sexy to be able to be that messed up. In some ways, you get to be sort of like a drug drink icon if you can if you can function at that level. But none of those people do. They all either get sober or die, or or their career falls apart. Yeah, you know? he, he may be blaming his career decline on Amber, but there's, in my that's opinion, right. there's other factors involved. Well, that's and, what came out was in this cross-examination is that I want to get my life back. And when he was asked on direct why he was testifying, if this were all made up in a lie, what would be the first thing you say? This is all made up in a lie. And I'm so glad I can tell you guys the truth. But instead we get this like... He's like doing big time acting <laughs> and it takes forever for him to finally accuse Amber Heard of lying and in the most indirect and remote way. So it's just not convincing to me. I think he just is very mad and blames all his problems. He's in financial trouble. He can't get hired and everything is Amber's fault and he's out for revenge. 
Right. I mean, they really, uh, this all came out of the article that she wrote. I think it was in, what was it? Was it in, it was a tw- Washington. 2018 Washington Post where she didn't name him particularly. She just said she was abused. And he's saying right. that that one statement in 2018. That was enough. Yeah. He was suing her for a hundred million dollars for not mentioning his name. They pointed out that he had lost the Pirates of the Caribbean. So the other really interesting thing about the cross-examination is that he, he, he's not right in that he just makes up whatever the best sounding lie is at the time. So they said to him, well, you were fired from Pirates of the Caribbean two years before Amber Heard published this. And he said, well, that was the height of the Me Too movement. He goes, yes, I was fired, but they kept my picture up or whatever, my likeness up on the ride, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride Disney did. And <laughs> wherever that is, is that Disneyland? I don't even know. I think so. I think wherever it's, that uh, Pirates anywhere. ride is. I'm like, what? so the fact that they didn't take you out of the ride it means that that am that what does that have to do with anything? And what why would they want to? They, you know, they still haven't made another pirates movie without him. And right, am I right on that? I think. I think so. so. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. He's done so I mean, that hasn't. I don't even know the logic to what he's talking about. But he did different stuff. Like he tried to make Amber Heard's lawyer. So he would when he was doing his tried to make him look like a uptight, unfun lawyer, he would say, the lawyer, Amber Heard's lawyer, uh, Ben Rottenbaud, Rottenborn. Rottenborn, would, yeah. Yeah. Would, what would a ask, name. It's like name, a Charles right? Dickens name or something. Right. Would ask him to read one of these heinous text messages, you know, about, I don't even want to repeat it, but really, you know. I'll do it for um, you. Hopefully you. that see rotting corpse is decomposing <laughs> in the effing trunk of a Honda Civic. And then the other one is, I will F her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she is dead. This one was actually worse than those two. Oh, but really? That's, <laughs> believe it oh. or not. Um, about uh, oh, the know, throat one? Swallowing no, no. the, no, no. you know, right. semen and all that stuff. Okay. Anyway, that's my language, not his. His is much worse. But um, so he would do things like, yes, I'll read it. Mr. Rottenborn, and he was expecting a laugh like he had gotten during direct from the gallery and nothing came. It just fell flat. So he was trying all these things. And so Rottenborn's technique is to just read something out loud and say, did I read that right? And he would try to sort of needle him and get under him and it just didn't work. Other times he would be overly polite. He just was trying everything and his story just kept you could see him trying to kind of like move around his story uh, to make it to make it kind of fit. And then when he couldn't make it fit, he just blamed it on Amber. So if there was a text message for him of him asking for ecstasy, Amber had asked for ecstasy. If it was due to his drug withdrawal, he was having a bad day. You know, whatever it was, mostly it's Amber's fault. She initiated everything and she's the root of all evil. And I really think that he believes that and the team around him um, is just repeating that. That's the the line if you want to be close to Johnny Depp, that everything bad happening to him is Amber's fault. It's Amber. It's not me. So, right. So, and no he was no- personal responsibility. And there has to be one juror who, who's picking up on that. Right. And the, 
this is such a crazy case. They, I, he was notorious for having this huge entourage, right, of people hanging on. He's had some real finance uh, business. Like he alleges his business partners took him for a bunch of money or his business associates, I think. I don't the know. One, the ones out. that didn't disappear, like uh, <laughs> Anthony Fox from the Viper Room is now um, presumed dead. Actually, right. legally dead. I think he's been declared legally dead. He's legally and, dead, Mom. And, and there was, I mean, there's some sketchy stories about the death of River Phoenix as well. Like, he, my understanding of that night is that he was given a hot fix. Somebody put a shot glass in front of him. He didn't know what it was, and that was his overdose. Yeah. Have you heard the, that story? Yeah, but the problem is, I don't know how bioavailable, someone tell me, um, powdered heroin or fentanyl is in a drink. My understanding is that it gets less bioavailable. I don't know. I have not gone. I, I've just always found that a little weird. But I, he definitely died outside the club. Why not inside the club? Because you didn't want to have your name connected with his OD. But it still was. The Viper Room is forever connected with River Phoenix is untimely death. And there was also other rumors, you know, surrounding that, that Johnny right. Depp was dead jealous and that it may have been some kind of like what you're saying some kind of targeted attack you know attack either they knew it was too strong he was doing drugs in the bathroom with a musician did they know how strong it was he had been river phoenix had been clean for a little while did they know that i mean that whole crew around the viper room were all you know doing right i think there was doing heroin yeah, there was somebody from the Red Hot Chili Peppers there that night. There was a, just Wait. a very strange crowd of people there. Yeah, I heard that there was a love triangle between Winona Ryder and him. Too. Right, and then if, if the relationship was so great, why were they told River Phoenix came to play on stage that night, but then they told them there was no room. Here River Phoenix comes from shooting a movie. He's in town. Why don't you make room? This is not like he's there every night. This was a special night. It was Halloween make some room for the guy who's not there, you know, who just came back into town. So that to me also speaks maybe of a little kind of tension possibly. All right. I've always wanted to read this book the last night at the, at the Viper room. I have read it. Yeah. You've read it. Gavin Edwards. Yeah. It's, it's really, really read. Does he go into any of the details over his, over river Phoenix's, does he say anything suspicious or whatever? Yeah, he. That's oh. where that whole theory comes out. Okay, the, so I did the shot glass. Yeah, that's from okay. that. That's that's where I heard that. Maybe that's where it comes from. So mm -hmm. I didn't know yeah, yeah. And that's a kind of a notorious thing. People get these hot fixes or whatever if somebody wants to get rid of them because they think it's one thing and it's another. Like, uh, so yeah, and there's a lot of jealousy and a lot of things like that in the movie. I mean, the movies and competitiveness, just in life, I guess. But probably more more so there. Anyway, the, but this case, I mean, this case is going on. It's only been on, like, how many more weeks? Do they you say it's going to go on six weeks. Right. And it looks like it's going to go that far. And then there was this part where, where where Johnny Depp won't ever answer a question straight on. He never ask, answers the question that's asked. And then he does this, these, these, he goes off on these basically excuses that aren't even answering the question. So Hurd's lawyer cuts him off and says, you know, I know you want to be respectful of the court's time and the jury's time. And then Johnny Depp does this little thing and he's sitting in sunglasses like Mr. Hollywood and I don't, on the stand. And he says, well, I don't think I'm wasting anyone's time. 
Like every word out of my mouth is a pearl of wisdom to be savored, no matter how much I babble on. And then there's this one thing where he's talking about his text messages. And he starts talking about how his text messages are like a painting. And this was, I may be the only person in the world to have heard the Elliot Mintz, Bob Dylan interview, but that's exactly what Bob Dylan said about his music is that it was like a painting. And I, it was like Johnny Depp was basically trying to recreate that on the stand. It was so weird. Yeah. It just seems like there really is no Johnny Depp. It just seems like he creates the character of Johnny Depp, the same way he creates the character of Jack Sparrow or whoever else he's being Hunter S. Thompson by taking a little Daffy Duck, a little Ronald Reagan, a little, the, so he's taking a little Hunter Thompson. He's taken maybe a little Jamie Nichols, a little Keith Rich. And there you have Johnny Depp, this, and he really, he's been told he's wonderful, an icon, amazing, incredible man for maybe too long. I mean, just if he wasn't already narcissistic to begin with, and he certainly his relationships follow a pattern of narcissistic abuse, of idealization, of demoralization, and then <laughs> discarding. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it just seems like he's been, he's been uh, pampered way too long. It and, seems uh, like that, that's what happens. Isn't unreal. that what happens to these celebrities? Is that they get all the yes men like the Elvis complex? You've got a retinue. They're you're paying for their lives. They're telling you you're great because you're supporting their lifestyle. They wouldn't have if they didn't know you. And then you become in a bubble. And, he, and I'm sure he's very charming and, and generous and and fun to be around if you're a guy friend for two two or three minutes. But if you have to, he's like a man baby. That's what she called him, right? Didn't she call him an, an effing baby? I think she said that to him. Like but he, I mean, I mean, if you, uh, you think, have you ever had to take care of someone who gets blackout drunk? Do you know how annoying that is? It's uh, and if you're taking care, if that is your partner full time, you you become a mother. I, I really, you know, there's lots of things I disagree with um, about with about Amber Heard. She's the ACLU spokesperson. Uh, other things. She didn't seem to be very faithful to him, according to what I've read. Right. So uh, she's not without fault, but I feel I feel badly for her. Uh, she must feel very alone. It must be. It must not feel good to have the whole world hating on you. Uh, and and that seems to be the whole decision everybody's come to is that she's awful. She's the abuser, which is the ultimate gaslighting. <laughs> she's abusive. And there was one part in the trial where. Amber Heard's lawyer asked Depp if he thought that he was stronger than Amber Heard. And he said, not necessarily. Hmm. Amber Heard is 5'7". Johnny Depp is 5'9 or 5'10", depending on who you believe. And and he's a man. So he's going to say that Amber Heard is going to beat him up in a fight? Really? I mean, I mean, just unbelievable whoppers have been told on the stand and all of the, you know, so far. Just absolutely. I mean, they asked him about his drug use. She got, she got convinced, they convinced that she hit him once or something already, right? I mean, but she has a legit lawyer. That Rottenborn guy had his pedigree. Like, Very I don't good know. lawyer. Yeah. Like, I mean, and so I, is Elaine. Um, I'm forgetting. I'm sorry. I, I, um, Help me. Um, she's an excellent. I, I really liked her opening statement. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, his, I watched yeah. part of his. He was good too, Rottenborn. 
But yeah. that's not that's this this is an A list. This is like triple A list. But they're putting on all the pressure to try to put a pressure on this and put the pressure on the jury and the verdict and from, you know, without that. If this if this doesn't go Johnny Depp's way, we're going to hear all about how it was an unfair trial. The judge was biased against him. It was a kangaroo court. Get ready, because nothing is Johnny Depp's fault. Uh, We've already heard they've already decided all the Depp fans have decided that Judge Nickel was totally biased. And that was unfair. So if it doesn't go his way, it's going to be unfair. So watch, watch. But we watch haven't that. seen all the all the statements yet. We haven't seen all the people on the stand. So no. And then by the time Amber Heard's um, time to present her case comes up, everybody's going to be fatigued on it. So it does benefit him, I believe, to go first when all the excitement is. So he does have that little bit of advantage, I think. And I did get the, I mean, I, I did get the feeling that he was trying to use his charm as well like oh, on the yes. stand and like try to show faces and kind of play with Rottenborn. Uh, Rottenborn was objecting all the time, right? Oh, uh, objecting. And then he's making faces and he's talking like this very slowly. I mean, he looks high as hell to me on the stand. Um, I don't think he's ever, I, they said he only really tried to get off drugs once for three days or something very unsuccessfully he looks to me very medicated and like he's doing all his acting trips furring his brow and talking very softly and i mean it's just it's it i i really thought of fatty arbuckle and what it must have been like to be at all those trials i mean that that is a that was a criminal trial so it's different but just these kind of very high profile trials and, and they just get to be circuses i mean Fatty arbuckle was one of the original kind of hollywood babylon cases right so yeah. he started many a, times yeah so he and his career was done he was done. done after that he was like a kind of the, the portly actor comedian type and that was that was the end but we um, saw in the rittenhouse case that rittenhouse had a mock jury mock you know uh <laughs> mock trial before he ever took the stand in his case. I, I would think that Johnny Depp had all those kind of same things. I mean, how much money is being thrown at this stupid thing? It's, it's got to be seven figures, like at least like the moving up. There's They're spending a lot of money. They're spending money. I, I, I bet that I bet Ron Bourne bet bills yeah. 600 bucks an hour. A thousand, I don't know. Yeah, and she... She wanted to give her money to charity. They they explained in the opening statement that she couldn't because she got sued. Luckily, that's the only good thing that's come out of this trial is that the ACLU, who did a horrible campaign for killer Paul House killer Julius Jones. And I thought to myself, well, now she's going to feel what it feels like to be a victim of the ACLU in these kind of campaigns. And I mean, I consider this no different than any other innocence fraud campaign. It's being run the same way as the West Memphis three or Julius Jones or any of the other cases I talk about. And, and that's the one thing that none of these talking heads really talks about is the PR Hollywood reporter did, but nobody else. Yeah. It's such an important component is shaping the perception. So of all those, I mean, the West Memphis three was like a perfect example. Like the PR was off the charts. They did a really good job convincing everybody on earth that he was uh, railroaded or whatever 
But and just take a look at YouTube and just put in depth versus heard and see what comes up. It's all Amber Heard caught in a lie. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp explains night of abuse. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's amazing. Wall to wall support. I mean, we may be creating one of the only videos <clears throat> up there. Uh, in support of Amber Heard. CNN, blood was pouring out. <sighs> I mean, it's, I'm not even in support. I'm just in support. Oh, and then he said on the stand, William Ramsey, he said, I'm obsessed with the truth. All I care about is the truth. And I thought, you're obsessed with the truth? Did you research the West Memphis Three case before you threw your money and power behind three child killers and then hung out with a guy? You're so obsessed with the truth. You got destroyed on the stand and gets called out on his lies daily. That seems a little bit odd. No? Yeah, Obsessed know. with the truth. This is, I mean, it just seems like he's in a perpetual teenagerhood. You know what I mean? Like, try, yeah, like just trying that... on different personas by the minute, almost. Um, Yeah, but I mean, isn't that part of, that's his persona, is like the little, uh, Jack Sparrow is a Peter Pan figure. Like he's like that, so maybe that's his whole thing. I mean, he's there's a little components of all types of different Keith Richards stuff like that, but um, it seems like that was Depp's place, you know, is, is that he was uh, youthful looking. I mean, he has a, like a little youthful face, so he supported Roman Polanski. I mean, <sighs> he was in the Ninth Gate. <laughs> he hangs out with Eccles, Marilyn Manson. Right. Oh, Marilyn Manson is having his own PR we thing. We talked to, we right talked here. about, right. Uh, yeah. That is, a, yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think, the, what do you think the jury will do? Well, I hear this is a mostly male jury. I don't know who these men are. I don't know. I don't know how bonded they are to Johnny Depp in that, I mean, it was a master performance he gave in direct. If they bond to him and sort of tune out on everything else. Then he, there's maybe a very small chance he could win. But if they're listening, he's been impeached like <laughs> by his own words, like a hundred million times already. Right. And we still have a, probably another day of cross-examination to go. So I don't see how he can win, but you don't know. This is, we never thought OJ would win. So, I mean, right. win, I mean, whatever, get acquitted. Right. So. But it's like a civil case. So the jury's going to decide damages. They could come back and just say, you're both, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the conclusion is you're both out of your minds and, you know, award each of them $5 million and be done. Like the jury, like, I don't feel sorry. I don't, I feel sorry for the jury. They're going to have to decide this crazy case. Like who's uh, really how who's culpable? How are you going to make that weighing decision? Right? It's just such a waste of time and resources. And I just really wish is. that you know I, the last you know that some of these victims' families, <laughs> murder victims' families that I talk about, had this kind of press and attention and light shown on on, on it. But I mean, for this, but I, I understand we're a culture. We love. You know, I like celebrities just like the the next person, but do I like them this much to hear every, it's, 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 some of it is so intimate. You hear these tapes played and you're, it just feels very voyeuristic, this trial and uncomfortably so, at least for me. 
I agree. And to let it get all the way into court and the expenditure and the time, court usage, like, is this the really the best? I bet the judge, you don't know, really know, or I don't know, but a lot of times they usually encourage like settlement negotiations or some type of, uh, some type of pre-trial thing. I wonder if that, that must have happened, but they just couldn't do it. Now, Johnny Depp wants this to be, he likes this circus. He wants his fan base to be rallied around him and remember him. And he's getting, he wants, he's an actor. He wants, he lo- he must love the attention. And he's been barred, both he and Hurt have been barred from signing autographs in front of the court, but he seems to be enjoying this. This is his revenge. He gets to tell the world how what how abused he was. He gets to play victim. And in this day and age, playing victimhood has a lot of social cachet. Yes, it does. I mean, that's always that seems to be the go-to. Whatever. I'm the victim. Uh not anyway. getting over yeah, not getting over it anymore. <laughs> getting over whatever problems you had now it's just having problems and and having uh weaknesses and foibles right but it's this kid this is like something that never should have been made public like it's only going to get worse right i mean they're going to have more stuff that's going to come out is my guess well immediately after this very bad day of cross uh one journalist who had been had crowd raised to get there from England. The Johnny Depp fans were upset that he wasn't writing pro enough Depp stuff. And then, you know, we see like the PR team at the lunch break sent out this thing about Amber Heard's abuse. And then after that, the big story was Amber Heard couldn't have covered her bruises with the makeup palette that she says, because the makeup company said it wasn't released yet. Now, I know that celebrities get makeup beforehand. I don't know which makeup palette they're talking about, but it reminded me of the Michael Jackson thing after Leaving Neverland came out where they said, oh, they couldn't have been abused in the train station, uh, the subject of this documentary about Michael Jackson's abuse because it wasn't built yet. Well, yes, it was built yet, but he didn't get the permit till afterwards. So, but it took like six months for that to be wrinkled out. And every Michael Jackson fan was pointing to this train station. So in this case, we have, we don't have the train station. We have the Milani makeup palette and the time it was released. And that proves that she's a liar, but that comes right after Depp has been caught in like, 50, 60 really important lies about things that are really important to this case. Not so much which makeup palette she used. I would consider that way less important if she misremembered or whatever, or didn't even, I I don't even know. I I think it's pretty clear that Johnny Depp has a massive uh, alcohol and rage and drug and rage problem and and, uh, anger problem. I would, it seems evident to me. I mean, from all the evidence and everything that I've seen, I mean, we kind of talked Joker about the conclusion the the decision will be made by the jury. Ultimately, who is, who's going to uh, be, I think they're, they're, they're just counter suing each other for defamation. If I remember correctly, is that right? There's no other uh, civil complaint uh, causes of action, right? no, it's just pure. You defame me, then I'm defaming you, and then they. Su- he was the one who brought suit, and then she counterclaimed, is my understanding. Well, so, 
I just gonna, wonder who, yeah. I mean, this is the money being spent on this is just going to, I just, I mean, you go, nobody wants to, I mean, this is anybody's nightmare uh, who, who wants to keep their privacy or any, or their, or their money to be in, <laughs> involved in this kind of trial. It really yeah. is kind of symbolic, the trial itself of his excess and, and narcissism. Wow. Good point. That's a great point. Is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, anybody else got a comment or any questions? Um, we'll probably do a wrap-up when it goes to jury. Uh, last time when we did that show about Larry Ray, that came back so fast. We did that show, I think it was the next day um, that the judgment came out, right? It was so fast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that was just the most um, most amazing trial. I, I don't know. I wonder if I'll ever get a get a trial like that again. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, you've had you've had you've seen some incredible ones. Maxwell, yeah. Ranieri. Uh, Nexium, Nexium was, yeah. you know, was just that was that whole experience. That was like a whole. I was very invested in in the whole Nexium and the outcome and Nancy Salzman. Just this is just very funny. Very quickly, Nancy Salzman just uh, reported to. Uh, her prison or federal prison. And she was going to be sent to like Camp Cupcake in, in I believe in West Virginia or Kentucky, where I think Martha Stewart was sent. And they had some publicity about COVID. So her lawyer showed it to the judge. And instead she got switched to like a really brutal, they call it misery mountain. <laughs> so that's wow. where she, so instead of she's going from like one extreme to the next. And wow. so, yeah. Saltzman, was that the one who also, uh, supported Ira Einhorn, or was it a different one? That uh, Ira Einhorn, I thought that it was somebody else. The Bronfmans were Bronfman's the Nancy Salzman is the neuro linguistic programming expert who oh, got okay, her daughter gotcha. in it, got oh, her daughters geez. into it, and is really the second in command in, in Nexium and got very little time. Nobody got the time that Claire Bronfman did, so uh, it's very odd the sentencing in that. Well, we will keep an eye out for this. Something tells me when this when this trial goes to the jury we'll sit down and recap everything but oh, uh, please i hope so i mean i hope I, <laughs> I i hope i hope something more interesting is yeah let's talk about I it think i think it'll be, be fun. i think yeah. you'll hear some more you'll hear some, hear some more information we'll critique the attorneys too their closing statements see what they do i think that that'll be fascinating i'll watch those i think because uh, that'll be a good recap where can people find your stuff, Roberto? Let's mention um, it. I'm on uh, iTunes. Please leave me a five-star review. Uh, I'm on uh, basically anywhere where you can hear a podcast, YouTube, Roberto Glass, True Crime Report, Patreon, buy me a cup of coffee, Venmo, support my work. Um, and uh, I'll be uh, back soon with uh, some more good stuff. Hopefully. Yeah, you now just that did my voice that is just coming back, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, you did all that stuff on Larry Ray. Excellent work and really fascinating case. People can go watch your kind of day-to-day reporting. So people check it out. The True Crime Report on YouTube. And then you have a group on Facebook too, right? Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to yeah, you. Likewise. Take care. All right. Stay there.